0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Picks and Parlays right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where we're broadcasting live every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific, My name's Allie Burns, I'm gonna be your host today. You can find me on Twitter, at Plus Money Honey, and you can find Picks and Parlays just about anywhere you're at on the web. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and don't forget to visit the mothership, picksandparlays.net. That's where we keep 35 of the world's finest handicappers. They're armed and ready with all the information that you need to make some money betting on sports. Good news, you're gonna get to meet three of them today, I've got a ton of free picks for Tuesday, March the 10th. We're going to start off the show with a little NHL rapid fire with Chip Chirimbus himself. I've also got Tony Brown, the Triple B, here in the studio. We're going to talk some NBA action. We're going to find out about some funny bet he's got, why he's not allowed to shave. We'll wrap things up with Mr. March himself, the lord of the big dance, Joe Duffy. He's going to talk some college basketball with us. Guys, I spent my entire weekend at the uh, Mountain West Tournament. It was a fantastic experience, and it was just a little taste of what's to come with some of these bigger conference tournaments that we're going to see coming up this week. So now is the time you're really going to need to buckle down and get some good information if you want to be making money through this really tumultuous tumultuous time in college basketball i would like to wish everybody a happy march the 10th it's national pack your lunch day let me tell you some of these teams in the matchups today are going to need to pack a lunch because it's going to be a long day okay a lot of lopsided stuff but sometimes that's the best place to make your money speaking of money got to talk about value right because betting on sports has really nothing to do with picking the right team all about picking the right value so go to picksandparlays.net check out our 35 handicappers and when you get your cart all filled up with everything that you need use the promo code baller baller will save you 15% on anything that is in your cart so grab yourself a pen grab yourself a paper we're going to have a really good show today and you're going to want to take notes Unless, of course, you're driving, don't take notes. If you're driving, don't worry. At the end of the show, I'm gonna wrap everything up and let you know who to bet on. All right, we will be right back with Chip Cherimbus and the NHL Rapid Fire. Hey guys, and welcome back as promised. I've got Chip Chirimbas here. How you doing,
2: Chip? Just wonderful. How you doing, Alan? I'm
0: rocking and rolling, man. I'm excited. I can it's like, see that. It's a good part of the year right now. Yeah, it it's is. fun. It is. All right, so we've got NHL rapid fire. i got a lot of games to get through, so we got to right. pow, pow, pow them right out. All They'll right? Do it. So I'm going to start off with Tampa Bay and Toronto. Uh, both of these teams doing all right. Tampa Bay is 43 and 26. They've got 92 points. They're averaging about three and a half goals a game, which is pretty impressive. They've won three of their last five, but their last one was a loss at Detroit, 5-4. Pretty decent road team, though. They're 21, 10, and 4 on the road. That's where they're going to face the Maple Leafs, 35-34, and 79 points. They're averaging just under 3.5 goals a game. They've only won two of their last five. Uh, And at home, they're 17, 9, and 7. I'm showing Tampa Bay, minus 115. Toronto, minus 105. But I'm seeing some reverse line movement on the Maple well, Leaves.
2: You know, Toronto is a pretty high-scoring team. They're fourth in the NHL. They just come off a road trip where they really had trouble putting the puck in the net, going 0 for 14 on power plays, Ooh. and um, but they come home where you know they've been they've been fairly decent unless you're laying the puck line 11 and 22 on a season at home, on the puck line for them. And if Tampa, if you look at Tampa Bay, they're six and one at Toronto the last six times they've been there, though as an underdog. The Lightning are six and fourteen on the on the money line, but it looks like they're a small favorite here, Allie. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're going to if you're going to use all the stats, eight and two to the over in the last ten for the Lightning, six and four to the over for Toronto. Maybe that's a way to go. But in a virtual pick-em situation, I think Tampa has the edge. Um, they play better as a favorite anyway, and they're more more—they're a better team all around, and uh, I think they have the edge here over Toronto. All
0: right, that's a good number. Buck 15 for a good team like the Lightning, not bad it, at all. I like it, your pick.
2: Toronto's coming back home after a road trip. They're going to play five in the next six at home, and usually they like to get off to a good start. So it should be a great battle.
0: All right, I like it. All right, another free NHL pick for Tuesday, March the 10th. We're going to do Nashville and Montreal. Nashville 34 and 34 was 76 points. They have won two in a row. I think that's because Ryan Ellis is back after having a broke after breaking his foot in the Winter Classic, um, coming off a win at Dallas one to nothing. They're going to face Montreal 31 and 39. They've got 71 points, but they have lost two in a row. But they have played their last three on the road, yeah. coming off a loss at Florida four to one. I'm showing them nashville minus 115 montreal minus 105 what do you think about this one i'm
2: not a big canadian fan this season from what i've seen out of them so far 14 and 24 at home using the puck line Mm -hmm. and um that's a huge disparity from their their overall record which is virtually at 500 nashville comes in a small favorite they're five and two in the last seven at montreal including winning the last four meetings between these two you know, the favorite between these two is eight and two in the last ten meetings. I hope the seed Nashville remain the favorite and I would think they were decide. The um, but these two teams have also played thirteen, two, and one to the under in the last sixteen meetings, no matter where they were, and they've gone under the last eight meetings in Montreal. So it's unusual for me, Allie, mm-hmm. to like to take two sides on a game because I hate to root against myself, you know, so right. often in football happens. Absolutely but, but here I think there's two sides that are available for everybody out there. Maybe you choose which one you like better. But I think Nashville's probably the side over the Canadians, and I think the under is definitely a play as well.
0: All right, Nashville and the under. Would you parlay those or keep them no, separate? No,
2: I'd rather not. You know, like I no, said, no, you're no, always no, no. rooting against yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so we're going to get another free pick, right. Pitt and New Jersey Devils. The Penguins are 39 and 29. They've lost two in a row, only one two of their last five. Coming off a loss versus Carolina, six against six to two. Uh they're third in the metro, but they're they've kind of been in this weird skid for a while. They're trying to get out, they look like they do, then they don't. Now they're gonna be playing New Jersey. The Devils are 28 and 40. They've won two in a row, coming off a win at the Rangers six to four, dead last in the Metropolitan. Showing a lot of movement on this game. The Penguins were minus 64, now they're 190. Jersey was plus 149, now 165. You what know, do you have to say about that? I have Chip? to say
2: what you mentioned earlier in the show the open the program mm-hmm. when you were talking about value. Right. Now this looks like a great spot for value. Pittsburgh has only won two of the last ten outright. Right. They're three and seven in the last ten meetings against the Devils. 8 and 18 overall at New Jersey. And New Jersey's no prize this year. They're they're in the same category as the Montreal Canadiens. You know, they're just going to be chugging along. Right. But um, as a dog, they're 7 and 3 and at home in the last 47 meetings, they've beaten Pittsburgh 32 times. So wow. I think this is your value dog. We gave you one last week plus a dollar 40 and we won that one. And I think that the Devils have a shot tomorrow against or today against the uh, Pittsburgh penguins. The
0: penguins. The penguins. the penguins. All right. Let's do another one. I'm with you. This is two really good teams, all right? right. Boston and Philly. Yep. The Bruins are 43 and 26. They've won four of their last five, but they're coming off a loss against Tampa Bay, five to three. They are number one in the Atlantic, 21 10, and three on the road. They're going to play Philly. Philly's 41 and 27. They won all five of their last five. Ten in a row to be exact. Last one was versus Buffalo, three to one. They're second in the metro, twenty-five-five-and-four at home. And I'm showing it at Pick'em.
2: Well, that's because you have two really good teams yep. playing here, and <laughs> you said Boston's leading the conference, but this should be a great one with Philadelphia having won nine of the last ten. And Boston has lost seven of their last ten. And they're one and four at Philly in the last five times they've been there, and Philadelphia has beaten them four straight times overall. Um, this Philadelphia home ice advantage has really been great. The series has gone 8-3-1 and one in their last 11. I'm going to take the Flyers here to Broadway Bullies. That's a long time ago when they were Broadway Bullies. But <laughs> I can see um, Philadelphia rising here against Boston, but there's always been a great rivalry between these two, and um, I think it's going to be a tough, hard-nosed game, and I think Philadelphia's going to come to play, and uh, that's the side I would take right here.
0: All right. You heard the man. Take Philly. Pick him. All right. We're going to move for another free NHL pick. Ottawa and Anaheim. Now, both of these teams stink, all right? As my stepdad would say, they stink on ice. K-Pooch. yeah. <laughs> and it works here cuz they're actually on ice. All right. So, Ottawa is 25 and 44. They've got 62 points. They have won their last two. Um but they're four they've I don't know what that says. (laughs) Last one was at San Jose, 2-1. to But they are a horrid road team. 7, 19, and 6 on the road. Uh, They've got a really old goalie in Craig Anderson. He's 38. This could be their X factor because he's kind of on his swan song. But who really knows? The Ducks. 28 and 41 with 65 points. They've won two of their last five. They just lost against the Wild, five to four at home. They're a little better than Ottawa is on the road, 15, 14, and five. A lot of movement, a lot of reverse line movement here. Ottawa plus 133 down to 120. Anaheim minus 147 to minus 140.
2: I don't know why they'd be fading this Anaheim team as bad as Ottawa is here. You know, like Mm. the poor road record, other than the fact that they're five and one. As a dog, the last six times out and five and two um, in the series, other at home against Anaheim. You take them and you put them on the road, and all of a sudden they're three and nine in the last 12 at Anaheim. But the last six meetings, no matter where they were played between these two, went under the total. With right. the lack of talent between these two, I can see it going under again. Um, there's not going to be any big flash or any glory here. Uh, play the Ducks, and Ottawa Centers will stay under.
0: Yep, there you go. Play right. the Ducks. And the under, okay. So we've got one more to go, and I lost it. If that's all you want. Did, you it. were
2: talking about the um, Islanders and Vancouver. Was yes, we were. were oh, interested? here
0: we go. Here it is. Swear yes. to God, I know what I'm doing. She does. <laughs> okay. Uh, so both of these teams are kind of like hanging onto a thread for playoff dreams. The Islanders have had a really hard time winning in March. They're 35 and 32, 79 points. They've lost six. Um, Six straight. The last one was versus Carolina, three to two. On the road, they're 18, 12, and two, so not so bad. They're going to go into Dallas, 25 and 33. Um, they've lost four of their last five. Last one was versus the Blue Jackets. Well,
2: they're going into Vancouver. Do. It's the Rangers that are going into Dallas. Oh, goodness. Right? We know <laughs> they're about going that. Into But Vancouver. you know what? Vancouver has come up to favorite here. Right. And um, they've won seven of the last eight times they've been favored in this series. And the over has gone 6 1 1 in the last eight meetings. You know, uh, Chelsea, this, uh, Chelsea, excuse me, there's my <laughs> profile, right? <laughs> Allie. We're
0: just all a little backwards. The um, Islanders <laughs> have
2: only won two of the last 10 outright, and um, they've won six of the last eight in this series. But I think the the Canucks at home are the side here. They've come up favored, and the favorite has dominated the series, winning. Eight of um, seven of eight. So um, that's the way we'll go there. And if you still want to talk about the, the Rangers and the and, uh, Stars, we can <laughs> no. do that too. We and, are and,
0: unfortunately out of okay, time. There we go. Um, that's why we call it a rapid fire, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we were four and two last week with yep. Chip in the NHL rapid fire. So check him out. Well, check out those picks tonight. Check out his packages on pick and, picksandparlays.net. And check us out next week when we do this all over again. We'll be right back. Hey guys, how's it going? We are back with Tony Triple B Bookie Buster Brown. How you doing?
1: Good, good, good. How you been?
0: I'm I'm kicking it, you know. I'm doing my thing. Um, I got some NBA picks, so do I all right just excellent i 've got some information here, so our first game we 're going to do Boston and Indiana. Right. Boston is slumping right now. They are slumping hardcore they 've <laughs> lost four of their last five Jalen brown 's still out, just lost against okc one oh five to one oh four The pacers on the other team, on the other hand Rolling. are freaking hot, so this is one of those who 's hot and who 's not uh, they 've won four of their last five, all five of those were on the road. Just beat Dallas one twelve to one oh nine in a pretty controversial game that really ticked off Luca. Yeah, they beat
1: the brakes off of Luca, man. They <laughs> bloodied him up in that one.
0: Yep. How do you get need in the jaw, man? He got I mean, need in his jaw.
1: It's the Michael Jordan, the Kobe rules. Like, well you're the best. They're going after that guy. And they've been claiming he's the MVP and giving him all this hype. So they're like, Welcome to America, Luca.
0: <laughs> I love that guy though. I love him. Yeah, he's good. I know Luca's from Washington DC. Anyway. No. Um but I'm showing Boston as a favorite here, minus one and a half, and yes. then that a lot of line movement on the uh, the total, two seventeen to two fifteen. So what do you think about this one?
1: Well, I mean that's that's tough. That's a false favorite. Uh, Jalen Brown is the key that makes Boston go. You know what I mean? And like without him, it's gonna be tough sledding. And like you said, this is a momentum thing. Boston's lost four of the last five. Indiana won four of the last five. And they're they're mad. Indiana is not supposed to be where they are. People have wrote them off for this season. Yeah. So they're only three games off the pace behind Boston. Um, they bloodied up Luca in their yeah. last game. Like they mean business. So you know what I mean. I think they're going to take it personal being underdogs at home. And I like getting the one point with them. I think they win straight outright. I do too. I like
0: that money line. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. All right. So let's move to to not so. Not so hot team. Or one not so hot team and another pretty hot team. The Nets, Brooklyn, 29 and 34. They've won two uh, straight. Right. Last one was versus the Bulls, 110 to 107. On the road, they're 11 and 20, so not great. And they're going in to play the Lakers at home. 49 and 13. They've won four straight. Last one was at the Clippers, where they were actually right. a dog, weren't they? Yeah. A two-point two point dog against the Clippers. They smashed right. them 112 to 103. Home record of 23-7. and seven. They've already clinched the playoff berth. I'm so showing the Lakers minus 11 11-1⁄2, as the total.
1: Yeah, just go ahead and take the Lakers and run it up. <laughs> I mean, we you asked me about Lakers versus Milwaukee. I told you we beat the Bucs. You know what I mean? The Bucs right. are the best team in the NBA. They have the best record, but I told you we beat the Bucs. They asked me about the Lakers and the Clippers. They keep saying the Clippers beat us twice and all this new LA talk. I told you we beat the Clippers.
0: Yeah, he did say that. And uh, I was here. We're
1: gonna just beat them too. It's gonna be like target practice. You but know are they what gonna mean?
0: beat them by twelve
1: points? Of course. It's like target practice. LeBron is in like playoff mode right now. It's like March Madness in the pros. He's unstoppable. Anthony Davis is unstoppable. The Nets—they're getting doubled up on the road. They're eleven and twenty, so they're losing at a two to one pace. Uh, they're built for Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, who are both out. So this is just a, a glitch in the road for the Lakers, and we're going to win this one by, like, 20.
0: What was I hearing about LeBron and the MVP thing? Like, is he going to be the MVP, or is he just expecting that he's going to be the MVP? So give here's my thoughts. thing
1: with that. LeBron is always the MVP. It's like Michael Jordan, you know what I mean? Like, they just <sighs> didn't want to give it to him some years just because they were tired of giving it to him. Who's the best player <laughs> he's on the new shelves? I'm just saying, like he's the house. best player on the best team. He's putting the team on his back. He's almost 50 years old. You know what I mean? Like, is he, he really? No, he's, he's not. He's not that old, Shut but he's getting down. up there. He's uh, he leads the league in assists. Like LeBron, rightfully is the MVP. He's always in the candidacy. He's always like the right choice. But they say Giannis could win it too, and I wouldn't be mad.
0: I like Giannis a yeah, lot. Yeah, he's all right. I could pass on LeBron. Oh,
1: shit.
0: I don't like players that didn't go to college, okay? That's how I get to know you as a player. You went to college. Now I know you, and now you're in the NBA. I don't know him. So
1: you're faulting him for The being only one good? that gets a
0: pass is Moses Malone. He's the only player that I'm okay with not going to college.
1: I wasn't born then. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> old. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to move along to another free NBA pick from Tony Brown. We're going to talk... Clippers and the Warriors, two of your rival teams there in California. One of
1: our rival teams, the Warriors, suck.
0: (laughs) Right now they do, but wait for it. Um, So the Clippers, 43 and 20. They lost to the Lakers, 112 to 103. We were talking about did not cover the two points. They were the favorite. They have won six of their last 10. They're 18 and 13 on the road, but they're cruising into the Warriors, who are 8 and 25 at home. They're right. 15 and 49 for the season. They've won three of their last five. They've also won three of their last ten. Right. Uh, so they're coming <laughs> off a win against the 76ers, 118 to 114. What's a right. deal with Steph? I thought Steph's supposed to play. Steph's back. Steph's right. healthy. He's G League. What's going on?
1: So he came back. He made his debut versus. Uh, The team they played before the Warriors, it slips my mind right now, before they played the Sixers. And he made his debut and they lost. Then he sits a game, they play the Sixers, and they, they win. win, and now he's questionable for this game. But either way, if he plays, if he doesn't play, he definitely won't be enough to carry him past a Clipper team and a mad Clipper team. The Clippers were 6-0 and yeah. before they lost that game to the Lakers. They were yeah. rolling. They, were, you know, they thought they had the team built to finally beat L.A., and then they lose. So they're going to be pissed off, and they're going to take it out on the Warriors. No let-up, no pulling people in the fourth quarter, and they're going to bury the Warriors like the basement team they are
0: hell? Wow. What do you think of Kawhi as a clipper? Are you loving it? Or are you hating it?
1: I love it. Uh, if he would have joined LeBron, they would have said, that's the reason we won. Just because he brought the title to Toronto. I didn't want a bandwagon championship. Like, LeBron's the reason he's going to bring the title back to L.A. No shade to Anthony Davis. I mean, you know, he's a big part of it, but it's LeBron team still. And Kawhi Leonard, is great competition. He thought just because he won over there in the East, where the East is very soft, he could just come make any team a title contender, and now... He's going to see. He should have stayed in Toronto.
0: Oh, goodness. We never mentioned the line on that. It's the Clippers minus 10 and a half. We still don't have a total, but you think it's like the yeah, Lakers? Yeah, same just like the Lakers game. Just target
1: half. practice. Lay that 10 and then they'll, they'll cover. Win and cover.
0: All right. Tony B yep. says take the Clippers. <laughs> lay all the points. Take the Lakers. Lakers. Lay all the points. All just the time. Get to, get a all pillow. we've done is one so far. Yeah,
1: it's, it's just <laughs> math, not magic. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thank you.
0: Okay, so we're going to do one more. This is the Rodeo Road Trip. This is from my part of the country, right. y'all. Should I let you take
1: this one? Let me, I'm out of here.
0: <sighs> well, <laughs> well, I want your opinion. Okay. You're the expert, Tony. Let's see.
1: Let's see what happens.
0: Okay, so we're going to do the Dallas Mavericks, 39 and 26. It feels like their whole lineup is day-to-day. Like, everyone's got something going on, and you never know who's going to play when. They're just coming off of that, like we said, controversial loss against the Pacers, 112-109. to I kind of feel like you were saying the Clippers are going to be ticked off. I feel like the Mavericks are ticked off, too. Luka waited backstage, didn't even go dress out and into his regular clothes (laughs) before the camera. He stood there in his uniform waiting so he could gripe about The referees. Um, They're six and four in their last 10. Uh, They hit the road 21 and 11 on the road. Now they're in San Antonio, 26 and 36 are the Spurs, four and six in their last 10. They've lost two straight. Uh, but they played three road games in a row. Last one was at Cleveland where they lost in overtime 132 to 129. We don't have a total on this yet But I'm showing Dallas as a three and a half point favorite in San Antonio. Okay. What do you think about this?
1: So this is a weird game right here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean San Antonio is struggling Dallas is the easy win on paper, but like how you don't like the kids that didn't go to college Yeah, I don't like the European players and that's no shade to Europe or it's not like right, a right? race thing or nothing like that It's just that it's a different different brand of basketball right and that's why Luke was crying so much he's soft like (laughs) they hit Kobe all the time they hit Jordan remember when they were doing the hack of Shaq Shaq was like if they hit me again I'm gonna break someone's arm right like quit crying you know what I mean like I stood there in my uniform I waited to cry like shut up so I think that they're in his head you know what I mean and I think that this is gonna have a carryover but you can't take away that boy's skill. Mm-mm. You know what I mean, brother? Yeah, he is MVP. the man. So I think they're gonna win and cover, but barely. Like, this isn't a lay the house down. I think San Antonio's gonna get in his head, but skill outweighs all that silly crap at the end of the day. And Luka can ball, and I think that Dallas will uh, get the win in cover.
0: All right, so take Dallas minus the three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of bloody noses, okay. I'm going to use this to transition okay. into that thing on your face right now. Yeah, I knew that was Because coming. my most coming. remembered bloody nose ever was when Duke played UNC and Eric Montross got <sighs> jacked in the nose and bled all over that court. Yeah. So, talk to me about the beard, Tony. I hear it has to do with a little Duke UNC rivalry.
1: It does, it does. I mean, we stated on the show last week. You guys all know I'm a huge Duke fan. And me too. Right, from way back. And um, my boy is a Carolina fan. So, uh, we were going to see who went the furthest in the tournament, and we both had to no shave, no hair, no beard, no nothing. We we're going to rock it out until the other teams lost. And then the other player had to rock it out through the entire tournament. So. Oh. It sounds itchy. But, right. (laughs) Here's the catch. We just beat Carolina yesterday by 13. And I think this dude should concede to me. Like, Carolina's horrible. They might not even make the the tournament. You know what I mean? Duke won. And I'm picks and parlays they didn't bring me here just for my picks like I'm the face of this show they brought me here for the women's demographic I'm the face of this show really <laughs> oh they tricked me I'm out of here again <laughs> no I'm kidding so no the, that's the bet we can't shave until either Duke goes out or Carolina goes out but if Carolina doesn't make it I'll be back to my sexy self again
0: I was gonna say what if Carolina <laughs> never goes in right. I don't think they're going in nah they're yeah the ACC has four nationally ranked teams right. in them. I don't it's going to be
1: tough. They're going to have to win Carolina's the ACC dead last. Yeah, they're going to they have to win the last. ACC tournament for that automatic bid and, you know.
0: That's not going to happen, y'all. You
1: never say never in sports betting. Sorry, Tar
0: Heels.
1: I think I can shave soon.
0: All right, we got like 30 seconds left. Tell them what's going on on your site on picksandparlays.net.
1: As always, you can come to the site and get all my picks and plays and packages from daily plays to weekly to the monthly stuff. And right now you got my March Madness special coming up where we can get all my plays for the March Madness tournament, including the championship pick for one low price. Just check out my uh, handicapping page or the subscription tab at the site.
0: All right. That's fantastic. All right, Mr. Brown. It was a pleasure as always. Cool.
1: I mean you guys gotta turn the lights down. I'm sweaty. You on.
0: are a little right. sweaty here. We need like the headband right. going Something, on in here. None.
1: Put me under pressure this show.
0: It's cause you're sitting next to me. No, Clearly I'm hot. And I can't hide anything from you. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna be right back with the Lord of the Big Dance, Mr. Joe Duffy himself. Sit tight and we'll catch you in a minute. shoot y'all caught me all right hi guys welcome back to picks and parlays it's our last segment but it's my favorite one we're going to do some free college basketball picks with mr march himself mr march paging mr march joe duffy are you there
3: i hope so i'm here Allie. um although i know that all the women dropped off who tuned in to see sexy bookie buster brown so we're Left to talk, I guess, to the true college basketball fans.
0: That's all right, you know, because we're true college basketball fans. We know what's good for us.
3: Yeah, I'm going to hopefully give good information. I know I'm not as pretty as Bookie Buster Brown, but, you know, we'll try to give some equally effective information.
0: Well, you do sweat a lot less, so there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Yes, all right. (laughs) So we are going to start off with some ACC, all right? This is kind of like the the bottom-of-the-barrel ACC. My favorite Mm -hmm. conference by far. You know I'm a Duke fan and all that jazz. We don't have to go through that again. Um, But, yeah, so this is kind of the bottom-of-the-barrel of of this conference. We're going to go UNC and Virginia Tech. Now, the Tar Heels are dead last in the ACC. They're 13-18, and just come off that loss to Duke, 89-76. to Uh, They did win three before that. But they're 3-9 on the road, and that is where they're going to find Virginia Tech. 16-15, and 15 just lost at Notre Dame. Uh, they've only won one of their last five, and because this is a conference tournament, they're going to be on the road also. Their record's 3-7. and seven. So I'm showing UNC as a small favorite, minus 3.5, and, and that total jumped from 140.5 all the way to 142. What do you got on this?
3: Yeah, well, Allie, you know, it's an old adage that when I first got into this industry, they would always say, you know, listen to what the odds makers are telling you. Essentially, a lot of my systems say that when a line is counterintuitive to the mere records, go with the statement that the odds makers are making. And as you said, UNC, they're a lower seeded team, yet they're a pretty, you know, three and a half is still a pretty large statement for a lower seeded team to be favorite. Now, this game is in North Carolina, so you can make a strong and powerful argument. It's not a true neutral game. But UNC is traveling 43 miles. Virginia Tech just 87. So it's not like there's a a big travel advantage still playing in their home state. There will definitely be more North Carolina fans.
0: They're in Greensboro? Right, Greensboro. Right. Greensboro.
3: So there, there will be more North Carolina fans. I'm quite confident of that. But here's the key, and this is why UNC is favored. They're as healthy as they've been all season. They lost 13 of the first 16 ACC games. And as you said, they won three of their last four. And in the game that they lost uh, earlier when they met, it was in double overtime. North Carolina made only seven of their uh, three-pointers on 22 attempts. And Virginia Tech was 14 of 37. Yet still, despite all that talent going, they had to go to double overtime to win. The Tar Heels, they didn't have – point guard cole anthony and guard brandon robinson in that loss and these are two players who are back anthony averages 19.6 points per game 4.0 assists, third team all acc and you know would have been higher if he was healthy all year and in that game and this this also gets back to you said about the total going up because of the injuries because their point guard was out uh their unc had zero fast break points in the last game. They're going to get a lot of fast-break points in this game, and I think that's why the total has uh, gone up. A lot of the Sharps are aware of that. UNC, uh, in the independent predictions I have, they all have UNC winning, although by one, uh, four, and three points. But UNC is a better team than they've been most of the year. They've gotten healthy at the right time. They do have what I like to refer to still as a neutral court advantage, so I will go with North Carolina.
0: I like it. You know, and there's certain schools that just have this – winning yeah. record that they are used to winning and Roy Williams is one of those co- coaches that is expected to win is expected to oh. win these big tough games and I think you're absolutely right Cole Anthony is a huge different difference maker although I usually call him Anthony Cole when I talk about him I'm not sure why um okay so the other ACC matchup we're going to talk about is Pitt and Wake Meh. Yeah, all and... right <laughs> so yeah, okay. Pitt Last... is what go ahead you go.
3: No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I I, you, you I thought you were ready for me. No, go ahead.
0: Okay, so Pitt and Wake. Pitt's 15 and 16. They have lost seven straight. The last one was at Georgia Tech, 73 to 57. I mean, I'd like to say who loses to Georgia Tech, but, like, who loses by that much to Georgia Tech? Uh, the road record is 2 and 9. They're only one above UNC at the bottom of the ACC, and above them is Wake Forest. Wake is 13 and 17, lost two in a row, Um, Last one was at NC State. NC State's been doing some things lately. 84-64, um, to 64, lost by 20 points on the road. They're 1-11. and 11. Seeing Wake is a one-point favorite, 139.5 is the total. What do we do with this one?
3: Yeah, actually, Allie, losing to Georgia Tech isn't that much of a disgrace. They really finished the season... Um, quite strong. I think they won like seven out of the last eight games or six of the last seven, something like that. And they got Upton and Alvarado back. So they were, they were a much better team at the end of the year, but this is another one where Wake Forest clearly with, a, again, a neutral court advantage. They're only traveling 25 miles. Burgess uh, traveling 302 miles. Um, but, you know, this, this was fairly um, competitive. Uh, and of course it's only one point spread. Pitt blew a 16 point first half lead and lost during the regular season. But this is a game that, you know, I kind of thought of you. I know you'd like to do the live betting. Pittsburgh's very good at forcing turnovers. I think that they're definitely going to put some, you know, full-court press on Wake Forest. So I think there's going to be some adjustments. I wouldn't be surprised seeing some runs in here. So I think at some point during this game, you might be able to get, you know, Pitt, um, you know, plus four, five, six points. And maybe at another point, you might be able to get Wake Forest plus a couple points. So keep an eye on this from a a live betting uh, standpoint. Pittsburgh, though, has done surprisingly well in the ACC tournament. They've won a game three of the last four years. Well, Wake Forest just won since 2014. Mm-hmm. You know, the independent computer projections all do have Wake Forest, but with Pitt's history of actually coming to North Carolina and stealing a game, I'm going to go with, you know, that Pittsburgh actually having more success in this tournament lately, and I think that's going to surprise some people. So I'd look for Pittsburgh to pull off the very mild upset.
0: All right. Joe Duffy says, take Pittsburgh and the point to pull off the upset. So before we hop over to the Big Ten, just a quick question. So ACC has four teams that are in the, – the, the ACC's top four teams are all ranked nationally. Florida State, yeah. Virginia, Louisville, and Duke. Out of those four, who do you think has the best shot to take down the ACC tournament, or is it somebody else altogether?
3: Well, I'll be honest with you. I think you know, I think when you've got uh, teams like that that are definitely in there, I don't even know if they're going to go quite as all – if winning the ACC tournament is as important as it was years and years ago. But, again, Mike Krzyzewski, why would you go against him in March? He obviously has the, the talent, a lot of great freshmen. You know that I love uh, the young teams because I say they pick uh, they peak late. So I'm going to probably make you, not just to make you happy, but if you're going to put me on the spot, I would say Duke.
0: (laughs) All right, I like that a lot, obviously. (laughs) I haven't been super, I don't feel like Duke's team this year is like a typical Duke team. I've had kind of a hard time, I don't know, drinking the Kool-Aid on this Duke team, but I agree, Coach K is Coach K, man. It's March, it's his time to shine, and this is when everything typically gels for the Blue Devils.
3: Yeah, but, you know, when Zion got healthy last year, they were expected to make a deeper run in into the tournament. You know, just playing a little bit of the, the devil's advocate. So I think a lot of expectations. <laughs> the blue devil's advocate?
0: Now,
3: that... oh, there you go. I didn't even mean to do that. And by the <laughs> way, it only took me about a dozen times before I realized where the Bookie Bruster Brown nickname came from. So that was an, a- that was an accidental one. But, um, yeah, the, the Duke, you know, they've certainly disappointed in some years, but all in all, they're extremely well coached and they're very talented and that's a, a heck of a combination this time of the year. And as I said, they're young and I think they young teams have the biggest upside.
0: Yeah, it's hard to compare this year with because la- last year was just stacked with superstars with Zion and right. RJ and Cam and and yeah, this one has got we got Vernon Carey, Jr. Guy. Yeah, he's and, there. Yeah. yeah and, and Trey, Trey.
3: Yeah. And obviously Zion be, being in and out of the lineup last year, I'd heard a little bit with the chemistry but yeah they were much more talented last year but i would never count out your uh, blue doubles but you know look north carolina is a team that i do think could certainly upset some teams i mean they're gonna have to mouth. run the table no i'm and just that, kidding <laughs> have, that's true you have to be a north carolina hater if you if you love duke but yeah. they're getting at least healthy at the right time but they they obviously clearly would have to win the tournament i think you know as wake forest is probably before your time but i remember wake forest with randolph Childress. i believe he wound up carrying them as a very low seed to the uh, ACC title at one time, and that's what's going to happen have to happen to North Carolina. But as far as whether they're good enough to actually win the tournament, clearly no. They would have to make a a Cinderella run. All
0: right. I think my last Wake team I remember was like, or my first Wake team I remember was Tim Duncan. Um, okay.
3: Randolph Childress was before your time, and I guess I guess his son is on now, uh, them right now, from not yet. His son okay. plays. Okay. I'm for like, wake I Park.
0: know that name though. <laughs> I know that name, but not from many years ago okay so let's yeah. divert i like florida state by the way and i have a future on them, like 18 to 1 i've had okay. it all season that's who i like um yeah so let's move to the and big Ten. hamilton
3: never gets appreciated yeah
0: yeah that's very true um yeah. okay so we're gonna move into the big 10 um their games don't start i think until wednesday but let's do a little sneak mm-hmm. preview okay can we do that yeah we're gonna let's go let's do it let's do it we're going to do Nebraska and Indiana. Now, we've talked a lot about Nebraska on this show. They're 7-24. and They're very last in the Big Ten. They've lost 16 games in a row, 0-12 on the road. I mean, it's like they, the last game they played was against Minnesota. They lost by 32 points. Like, there's just not a lot of good things that you can say about Nebraska, except, like, maybe – They look cool in their uniforms, I don't know. Um, And they're gonna play Indiana. The Hoosiers are 19 and 12. They just lost uh, to number one in the Big Ten, Wisconsin 60 to 56, close game there, uh, at Wisconsin for that matter. India's not been the greatest of home teams, so that's important. They've won two of their last five, uh, and they're kind of at home here because this game's in Indianapolis. Fifteen and four at home. I'm showing Indiana minus twelve, and after the Nebraska beatdown, it doesn't seem like that's impossible. Uh, The lines at one forty-three, or the totals at one forty-three and a half. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is
3: no. As you said, Indiana. I'm sorry, uh, Nebraska has been atrocious at this point. I don't even think they could beat you know the Portland um, School of Arts and Design. That's how badly (laughs) they've been playing as of late. Um, But I went to that school. oh okay i i didn't i didn't even know that well i i have a feeling that you guys could beat them outright and i don't even know if you've got a basketball team but you'd probably be an underdog i would have you projected as a seven and a half point underdog still but um teams that have lost 16 in a row and this is somewhat opposite of you know i always talk about counterintuitive betting and a lot of it says to bet on ice cold and bad teams but not in this case teams that have lost at least 16 in a row and not playing on their opponent's home court um are 49 and 32 fade and if the streak is only 14 and 87 and 62 fade so that would say to lay the big number on nebraska um, but on the other hand neutral court teams playing and losing streaks of nine or more and uh, if they're not laying points are a decent play at 27 and 20 so that would favor nebraska however However, even this pro Nebraska angle is only two and seven the last 10 years. Big, uh, again, another neutral court advantage. This game is in Indianapolis. Indiana is going to be traveling 46 miles, Nebraska, 558. That being said, you know, Nebraska was a little bit fairly competitive in the uh, regular season meetings. They lost in overtime, the other, they only lost by eight, but still. And, you know, when you have a team that you know has to make a deep run and they're going to be playing, you know, three game, you know, uh, four straight days if they make a deep run, you figure maybe they would rest their starters if they get a big enough lead. Still, Nebraska is just that bad. I'm going to have to go with the Hoosiers, you know, more or less playing a home game.
0: Yeah. All right. So there you have it. The Lord of the big dance says, take the Hoosiers, lay all the points, don't try to do anything fancy nebraska stinks all yeah, right and if I, may, I
3: don't know how, do we all right i don't know if we have enough time to keep the eye keep your eye on deshaun burke and cam Mack. they're both questionable because of suspension so that's going to affect the line as their status gets updated for nebraska
0: all right thank you for that tidbit i will catch you next time it's a pleasure as always and you guys sit tight i'm going to be right back to recap all of today's picks Hey, guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining us, sticking around. We had a really awesome show today. You got to meet two of our handicappers live and the Lord of the Big Dance, of course, Joe Duffy. Let's recap all of those free picks that they gave to us today. We're going to start out with Chip Charimbus and his NHL picks. In Tampa Bay at Toronto, he says take the Lightning. Nashville at Montreal, take it under five and a half goals. Pittsburgh at the G- At the New Jersey Devils take New Jersey plus 185 there's quite a bit of value in that money line for you Boston at Philadelphia take the Flyers minus 115 in that pick'em game Ottawa at Anaheim take it under six goals the Islanders at Vancouver take Vancouver minus 125 and the New York Rangers at Dallas take Dallas minus 165 next we have Tony Triple B Brown with his NBA picks. Celtics at Pacers, take Indiana plus one and a half. Mavericks at the Spurs, lay the three and a half points with the Mavericks. Clippers at Warriors, I'm gonna get have to grab a pillow and lay 10 and a half points with the Clippers. Grab another one and lay 11 and a half points with the Lakers against the Nets. Finally, we finished it up with Joe Duffy and his college basketball picks. In UNC Virginia Tech, he says take UNC, Pitt versus Wake Forest. Take Pitt plus one point. And in Nebraska at Indiana, you got to stay on Indiana. Don't pay attention to all those points with Nebraska. All right, guys, it was a great show. As always, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check us out at picksandparleys.net on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, just about anywhere you are. And don't forget to check me out. I'm Allie Burns. You can find me at PlusMoneyHoney on Twitter. We'll catch you tomorrow, same time, same channel, right here on the Sports Byline broadcast, every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, We're picks and parlays, bet, win, repeat.